you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Going to the hurry-up offense. And three go left. Amari Cooper is being covered up. Now they're showing blitz. They're going to bring to Levante David. Car throws. Catch Seth Roberts. Breaks the tackle. Oh! He's gone. 10-5. Touchdown. <laughs> Raiders. Creep up for Buffalo as linebacker. Shotgun snap. Four-man rush. Brady steps up. Throws down the right side for Gronk. Oh. Makes the catch to the 20. Gronk to the 10. Gronk to the record book. Touchdown, 69 for Rob Gronkowski. In the gun with Elliott to his left. Beasley right slot, second and goal. He's going to throw. Looking let out. He starts up the middle. Now he pulls it back. Now he peels around left. Now he throws it in the end zone. Jason Witten. Touchdown. Cowboys win. Wow, somehow we uh, left off Jay Gruden not knowing the overtime rule. Hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's. All day breakfast, any time of the day, go fill your belly up with the hash brown or the egg McMuffin, so on and so forth. You'll thank me later for doing that. Quick reminder, we stream Dave Damashek Football Program live every Tuesday and Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com. If you missed the live stream, the videos are available, NFL.com slash DDFP, and on YouTube and NFL.com slash podcasts. In other words, we're all over the place, and uh, including now on Saturdays, the Pick'em Show. Make sure you tune into that thrice on Saturdays. We tell you all the winners along with Around the NFL. And Move the Sticks, a long wind up there. I apologize for that. Let's uh, start with the headline. Ike Taylor back in Studio 66 and joining us. Who we got? On Skype, one of our main men. He Look has, at him. He won a Shecky Award for our favorite football playing guest. In fact, well, how about that? We have two former Shecky Award winners here. Actually, it's one of those honors that lasts a lifetime. Can I have a card to feel important? Just to hold <laughs> in my hand? I just need yeah. a card to hold There you go. Thank you. All right, let's jump into the hurry up here. How, how are you, Ross Tucker? And make sure you check out, he's all over the place, the former offensive lineman who squared off with the former cornerback, Ike Taylor, in uh, on a pro football gridiron once or twice, the Ross Tucker football podcast. Make sure you track it down. It really is gangbuster stuff. How are you, Ross? Sheck, I'm fantastic, except every time I come on your show and you mention the McDonald's thing yeah. and all-day breakfast, all I can think of is sausage McMuffin with egg, which still, in my 37 years on this planet, is the greatest sandwich. I know you're a Pittsburgh guy mm-hmm. and for Brothers, the whole deal, and I'm sure, like, I'm just telling you, Sausage McMuffin with egg is still undefeated, undisputed Ross, sandwich in the galaxy. Ross, have you ever had a po' boy? <laughs> yes. Well, how you? How you? What's the comparison? Yeah, good. Dude, t- I would take. I would take sausage McMuffin. Stop with it. Egg and permanent. You just. You just, you just standing by your thoughts and your opinion right now. You know there's nothing better than a hot sausage po' boy. Coming from the Crescent City. Well, I'm gonna be down there. I'm I'm doing I'm calling the Bayou Classic. 
Oh, for real? Like, so, uh, a Caucasian. Oh, a couple of boys. We can talk about it after that. Yeah, because you will have exactly a couple of po' boys. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> I like what, when you say po' boy, you mean you say sausage. I like it. When hot sausage. No, I we like got something called a hot. You can't say hot sausage. Yeah, you can't say hot sausage. Hot sausage. You got to say hot sausage. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll eat it. All right, let's jump into the hurry up and more Kibitzin after that. Real quick here, I'll start with you, Ross Tucker. Mid-season MVP, we're at the halfway point in the season just about here. Who is? A lot of buzz about Tom Brady. I saw you and I – actually, you and I went back and forth on Twitter a little bit about it the other day. Well, he's not the mid-season MVP. He's, he's played 50% of the games to this point. I mean, I'm not giving him the mid-season MVP – it's either, in my mind, Matt Ryan or Derek Carr. Right. They both had virtuoso performances on Sunday. I guess I'll go Derek Carr just because it's the Raiders, and it's been so long since they've been good, and they're 6-2, and two, the Falcons are 5-3, and three, so I'll go Derek Carr. It's more interesting to go Derek Carr as my MVP than Matt Ryan. IT. Man, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there, Mr. Russ and Mr. Shaq. I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott. Whoa! I'm, I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott, and the reason why I'm going to say because he know he play offensive line. The reason why I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott, you know the game plan for the Cowboys. You know they want to run the ball. You know you got to put eight in the box. You know right now Dak Prescott is still learning the system. He's not going to throw as much. And you, kill, you still can't stop this guy. Hmm. Still to this day, you can't stop this guy. Yeah, we can talk about offensive line, man. Of course, they probably have one of the best offensive lines in the game, and I get it. But you know this man going to get the ball between 20 and 25 times, and you still can't stop this young kid. I would say Derek Carr do like Tom Brady, even though he only played 50%. His stats are better than guys who played a whole nine games <laughs> right now. <laughs> so right now, though, if I'm going to go with a guy who's been playing the whole season, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. I, I, I love that, uh, what you're saying there. By the way, the comp for him, I'll go Derek Carr, uh, okay. ultimately, Ross Tucker. Uh, I'm with him on that one. But you're right, and, and he does need some sort of uh, special historic benchmark to get real MVP consideration, Zeke Elliott. But if he breaks Eric Dickerson's rookie record, if he goes up around 1,900 yards, and his, I don't care what story you want to tell about right? how good the offensive line is right. or anything else. If he does that, you really do have to look at him as the MVP. He is the game plan. Yeah, like right. you game plan and try to stop the running game. And guys, if you if you paid attention to Sunday night, if you paid attention to Philly's secondary guys, you know, that first quarter, they don't they don't mind coming up there. You want to look good on tape. You're amped up, you're ready to go. Uh the middle of that second quarter, they start holding on to the receiver, trying to get off the blocks <laughs> a little bit. That third and fourth quarter, man, can you please block me? Cause I do not want to hit this guy. Ezekiel Elliott is the truth I'm trying to tell you. So, dude, look, I, I love Zeke, but to me, I would split that vote in Dallas three ways. The O-line gets a third of the MVP vote, Dak Prescott gets a third of the MVP vote, and Zeke Elliott gets a third of the MVP vote, which is why I don't care how many yards he has, uh, Shaq, I can't imagine he would actually win it. I, I'm with you. Reasons, the one I just mentioned, and when they're rookies – we only think of them in terms of offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. You don't really give them as much consideration for MVP or defensive player of the year as maybe they should. Yeah, I hear you. Real quick, what is the uh, what's your what do you think? I hear a lot of comps being thrown out now. To me, well, before I give you mine, Ike, who does he remind you of most? Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Oh man, he. Uh, I like how you say his he, name. He's he's not as fast as Bo Jackson, but he's powerful. So. I would give him between a Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. He's a hybrid between Bo Jackson. Hmm. A Bo Jackson, and I'm gonna give him a Bussy. Ooh! Wow. I'm that's him, I'm high praise. Those are bigger he, dudes than he is. Because he's he still got nice feet. He's a big guy. Yeah. Like I, I, Zeke, I, Zeke is two thirty. Like for that combine, we saw Zeke at the combine. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, ain't no way he played running back. Yeah, he play, and he's tall. He's like six six one. I stood next to him and you at uh, at the draft, and the thing that struck me is his waist is about the size Small. of a beer can. Yeah, small as made that. me feel bad about me, Tucker. <laughs> who's the comp? I go Frank Gore. I thought of this Sunday night. They both wear number twenty one. 
They're both excellent in every aspect of the game. Frank Gore, chronically underappreciated. He's had an unbelievable career. But the key is they both run so low to the ground and with such power that they're always falling forward, both hmm. good in the pass game. To me, he's most comparable. Maybe the number 21 thing's part of it, but most comparable at this stage to Frank Gore. I'll give you another 21. My comp? LaDainian Tomlinson. You, what do you, you think of that? You know a guy, Coach Steve Mariucci, fired up when he saw one play? When he saw the pass blocking of Ezekiel Elliott, mm -hmm. Coach Mooch was fired up because he said that's a want-to. He said, first of all, you got to scan the field and know your assignment. Second of all, you got to want to punch somebody in the face and block for your quarterback, and that's what Ezekiel Elliott does well. I hear you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a great call. The pass pro is the trick of it. Yeah, you can uh, draft a guy way high up there and everything else, and he can run the football, catch it, but that's what keeps him on the field. No question. Third no down. question. All right, speaking of underappreciated, Ross Tucker – who is the second – well, I want to talk Andre Johnson, so let's uh, instead do this one. Who is the second best team in the NFL? It's pretty clear even without Jamie Collins. We'll get into that too in a second. But uh, uh, after the Patriots, who's the second best team? Well, I, I just recorded my power rankings for the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and I have the Cowboys number two. I mean, wow. when you don't play well, when you don't play well and you still win – that's when you're good. They did not play well. Dak had his worst play. It was his worst game. But he still stepped up big time with that drive in the fourth quarter, 90 yards, the drive in overtime. That meant a lot to me and showed me a lot. So I'm going with the Cowboys as the second best team in the NFL and the best team in the NFC. Hard to mm. believe. Yeah, that is crazy. Ike, by the way, pro tip there given by Ross Tucker. You see how he did that? He he he's really good at getting punchline. Yeah. You he, see how he gets his uh you see how Princeton. he gets his podcast he went to uh, Princeton. In there? You know you know what he's doing <laughs> when you go to Princeton. Who's the second best team in the NFL, Ike? I, I gotta go with I gotta go with Dallas. I gotta yeah. I gotta agree with Ross. Um them guys just finding a way. You know, so when you find a way to win when you're not playing your best, and again, you know, Dak had a rough one. That game, but I like how he persevered, came over, found uh, Jason Witten in the end zone and OT to win the ball game. But, man, we talking about a young offensive line, a young quarterback, and a young and a young running back. And these guys are finding a way, and the stage isn't too big for them. That's the crazy thing about it. Like, it's not too big for them. Of course, I, I, I was wondering when Dak was finally going to play like a rookie. And he played like a rookie because he's been playing like a veteran guy. So he showed – Dak Prescott, instead of uh, instead of a Tom Brady, he gave me the Dak Prescott. Not saying he's Tom, but just his play, his poise been in that pocket, man. You can just tell he plays like a veteran or feels like a veteran looking from afar. But, yeah, man, the Dallas Cowboys, you know what? It's been helping their defense. And, and, and Sean Lee has been balling. When you, when, you can get, when you get to control the clock in the run game, and Ross knows this better than anybody. When you can control the clock in the run game and your defense sitting on the sideline for four and a half, five minutes, man, they active. They can't – they like – it's like dogs in the cage. It's like a lion in the cage. Man, please let me out. Please let me out. Please let me out. Please let me out. And you finally let this, let this man out. Man, them boys causing havoc. They might not be the most athletic defense. It's just when you're well-rested mm -hmm. on the sideline and you're getting off on, on third downs – Man, you playing lights out, and that's what they're doing. So it's hard right now for defensive coordinators to really find the Dallas Cowboys, I mean offensive coordinators, to really find Dallas Cowboys' weaknesses because they not they can't get exposed right now. Eventually they're going to wind up getting exposed. That's just how the NFL go. But right now as an offensive coordinator, man, you're so worried about, even as an offensive coordinator, you're so worried about their offense and you forgetting what their defense is doing, which is simple. They're only running a few coverages. But, man, when I'm fresh, just about every play, when I can only play 30 to 45 plays a game, man, that's good because I'm used to playing 60 plays a game. So we go from last year to playing 60 plays to 30 to 45 plays. Man, I'm giving you everything I got. I, You know what? That's why, ultimately, I'll say who I think the second-best team is. It's still the Seattle Seahawks. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So shame on me. But not the third time. I'm not taking the bait this time. Midseason, the last two years, they went, you know, 
two years ago they were four and five or whatever they were after they lose in Casey. Oh, they're done for. I was one of the people. They're not going to make the playoffs. Shoot. They get. They didn't lose again until the Super Bowl <laughs> last year. They lose in Arizona. Oh, they're not. They're, they're not. That. They ended up winning double digit games. Right. Get into the post. They're going to end up being there. Oh, they're going to be Wilson's sure. legs going to get better as the season goes on. That defense. I mean, even when they don't have Chancellor still or good. Bennett out there, you're still like, well, they're they're going to be. Ha- well, and I guess they did get got down in Nola, but still, you think they still have Wagner and Wright and Averill and Sherman and Ty- I mean, they're so loaded. It's unbelievable, and they're going to figure it out because Cable always turns them around. Next up, like I say, how go- I want to talk about an underappreciated guy who just hung no it up. Question. I know that you appreciate him, no Mike question. Taylor. Andre Johnson, is he better? Let's just try to put it into some context here. Better than a guy who already has a gold jacket, Tim Brown. Oh, my gosh. Um, far as, like, physical attributes? Well, just better. You know, when you're evaluating, like, where does he rank in pro football history? Do you put him Top ahead 15. of Tim Johnson? Top 15. So, better than Tim Brown, then? Um, I don't know. Tim, Tim Brown, you got to understand, he did it for a long time by himself. You know, if you want to talk about a freak of nature, yeah, you can talk about Andre Johnson. But comparing him to – to Tim Brown, man, it's two different kind of receivers. Tim Brown was a for real route runner. Mm-hmm. Like, Tim Brown ain't going to run past nobody. But Tim Brown always open. I wonder why. Because I can run every route in this tree well. You know, I can make every route look the same. Oh, you thinking I'm running the go ball? Psych, I run a 19-yard comeback. Wide open. Bam. Oh, you thinking I'm running slant? Nope, I'm running a 14-yard in cut. Wide open. Bam. Andre Johnson wasn't known for his routes. Andre Johnson was known – for that mutation he had, that mm. guy who was 6'3", 220, running 4'3". I feel like his entire career sort of slips under the radar a little bit. I know that you, Ike, have said that he's as tough a cover as you ever had oh, in the no league. Oh, no question. But some, I guess the Houston, and they weren't very good, and, you know, who were his QBs, and, and you know, not a whole lot of postseason success. And if he would have stayed in Houston, Mr. Tucker, if he would have stayed in Houston – when that when that young man DeAndre Hopkins came, sometimes man, you sometimes later on in your career, because he left late in his career from Houston. Later on in career, man, you don't want to be the man, but you still gonna get fed if you got a grown man on the other side, a grown young stuff. Just ask Larry Yo, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald yeah. went through the same thing, but BA BA like, look, you've been a man for a while. Just trust me on this one. I got some young guys around you. I'm going to put you in the slot, and you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. And I guess Andre, um, I guess his pride was a little bit too thick. Plus, they had contract controversy over there. But if, if he would have took that Larry Fitzgerald approach and still would have been in Houston, hmm. he still would have been. an interesting eating. thought. Tucker. You know, Sheck, I think your comparison to Tim Brown is a good one. Andre, I feel like, is in that category with – the guys like Tim Brown and Andre Reed that compiled great stats and eventually got into the Hall of Fame, but it took them a while. I, I think the difference is Andre Johnson didn't really have, you know, the postseason success, certainly that Andre Reed did going to four Super Bowls or even Tim Brown. So I'll be curious to see how long it takes Andre to get in. The two points I wanted to make about him is any guy – that beats up these fake tough guy cornerbacks like Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> That's a feather in their cap to me. Because there's always these corners. Pittsburgh had one for a while, war number 24, that oh. they walk around like they're all hard, but they're still a corner. <laughs> when it comes down to it, they're still a corner. They still don't want to take on an offensive lineman when it really comes down to it. I couldn't wait till you pulled around the corner. I couldn't wait till you pulled around the corner. By the way, Ike was tough as nails, so I'm going to try to keep going so he doesn't there. Um, the other, what I want to know is the two more things. One is, how did the Texans have arguably the best running back in the NFL for like five years and arguably the, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL for like five years and win nothing? 
I mean, 20... their game, their chance was history has already forgotten it. The year that Baltimore that they went into Baltimore in yep. the postseason, they had them, but they had T.J. Yates at QB. If you remember, I think that was their third. Yep. They were down to their third uh, QB yeah. at that point. They had them, and they're moving the ball, and inexplicably, Yates forces one to the goal line as they're pushing the ball. They were pushing the defense around pretty good, and it got picked off by Ed Reed. They would have won that one, and, and uh, maybe that and was their the time. Question. So. How, first of all, how do you not have more success with the best running back and the best receiver for like five years? Secondly, since when do guys retire in the middle of the season? Well, why would you retire? Like, can you explain this one to me? I mean, I don't understand. Like, I will stay, get my next eight game checks, thank you, and then I will retire after the year. Why are you retiring? You went through training camp. Why are you retiring midway through the season when you're going to get eight more checks? I, I don't get it. Man, you know, checks ain't checks ain't the issue with them guys right now. I, I yeah, think it, right. I, I think I think it's more of a pride thing. Um, I think it's a dang. I think it really hit them. See, I, I went I went through that in the off season, but I understood like I don't even want to go through training camp and none of this BS no more. So I'm gonna go ahead and hang the cleats up. Some guys physically, their body is telling them to shut it down, but mentally they can't. So they actually had to go through it to really realize, you know what? I should have did this in the offseason. I thought I had it. But, man, that 93 gas went down to 87 gas. It, it ain't good no more. It ain't good no more. You feel me, Mr. Tucker? So I think some guys just they, they got to go through it sometimes to understand, like, you know what? I made the wrong decision. I should have retired in the offseason. But you're right. It's, it's kind of odd what guys just retiring during the season. All right, listen, this is the longest hurry up in the history of the show, so let's start the show. Don't worry, Ross Tucker, this is actually on the show. This wasn't just a warm-up conversation. He was like, what? It's the Andy, that's why we call it the Andy Reid style hurry up. It's really not a hurry up at all. Hey, once again, uh, welcome to the DFP presented by McDonald's All Day Breakfast. Go get you some Ross Tucker football podcast. Make sure you check it out. It truly is gangbusters. And I can say I don't own it like uh, what was Victor Kayam who used to say that, but I am a consumer of uh, the Ross Tucker football podcast. uh, So I know what I'm talking about with this one. (laughs) Hey, by the way, just real fast to wrap this up, and we don't need to jump in uh, real uh, quick. Real yep. quick. All right with the real quick. I, I don't think I deserve that. But real quick, though, Ross Tucker, who's better, Andre Johnson or A.J. Green? Go. Just say a name. And they prime. A.J. Green. A.J. I, Green. Really? Yeah. Ooh, 24 knew how to cover A.J. Green, too. What about uh, Calvin Johnson? Is he the best of them all, of, the, of all the names we just batted around here in the last five minutes, Ike? A.J. Green. A.J. Green, better than Calvin Johnson. How say you, Tucker? Oh, man. I, AJ Green's pretty impressed. I'll still go Calvin, but I might change my mind in a, in a year or two. Look at how good AJ Green is, and he's got <clears throat> he's got the BB gun throwing it to him his whole career. That's tough, you know. And he's another you one of those. So unfair. I'm not unfair. Every quarterback in the AFC North, <laughs> other than Big Ben. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Nobody hates on black. What? Like you. That's you not crazy? how Sheck thinks. Hold on one what? second here. Now we have you things to talk about, but now you've angered me. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It is not. I who has more respect for Joe Flacco's ability to w- go into Heinz Field time and again and hey, deliver Ross. deliver nails performances. Hey. Like, do I all? I always say yeah, yeah. Flacco. Now Flacco is inconsistent. Anyone who wants to argue at that point with me is is wrong. But Flacco always shows up against the Steelers. Oh, he I have always. Great no question. No question. I, I have respect for that. Andy Dalton. That's another matter. Why you call him a BB gun? Because I'm just following J.J. Watt's lead, and oh, okay. uh, and Andy Dalton has showed his uh, his mental makeup when somebody can go up and make a G-rated joke after a game, and it affects Andy Dalton to the degree that it did, ex- exposed exactly what his problem is. That's why in January he doesn't show he wrong. up. He wrong. What, Tucker? What do you have to say? He wrong, Mr. Dude, Tucker. You you take you go out of your way <laughs> to bust on Flacco on Twitter at every chance you get. He's not playing great this year, but he's had a really, really good career. Oh, come on. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really don't want to go down the rabbit hole of <laughs> Joe Flacco's career, but 
every year. Go down the rabbit hole. Let me all see right. where the rabbit is. Okay, at. Ike, you see it all the time. You're up close and personal right. with that AFC North. Right. Joe Flacco, we've seen the Ravens try many years to build an offense around Joe Flacco, and as Bucky Brooks has said many times, right. about halfway through the year they realize, oh, yeah, he's still Joe Flacco. We better start running the ball again here. That's what ha- I mean, Joe Flacco is fine. He has a huge arm. But he is clearly flawed, and he cannot carry an NFL I wonder, offense. I wonder how many yards Ray Rice helped out with Joe Flacco on the dump-offs in the screen game. That's right. What, I mean, what, what's your response to that? I'm, I'm not unfair. Where am I supposed to rank him? Is he a top five, top ten QB? No, no certainly no, no, not. No, 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 no. You say on Twitter that all he did was have <laughs> a, a four good games in one January four years ago. Other than that, he stinks. That's no, and I always say, and he always shows up in Heinz Field. I always point that out, too. Yeah, I, I mean, look, he's had other good years. They should have beat the Patriots the year before that. And I agree. I Listen, I agree that he is nails, and it is important to be clutch, and I hail anybody who does he that. He just don't have the hammer behind him. And Joe Flacco is that. I got you. Yeah, I I respect what Joe Flacco no, achieved. Really. Andy Dalton has achieved exactly zero in the postseason. <laughs> so if you give me a choice between the two, trust me, five over Flacco. fourteen any day. All right, let's get into it now with a proper hello to our main man here, the longtime Pittsburgh Steeler, now our pal in Studio sixty six, Ike Taylor. Someday we got to get Ross Tucker a nice song like that. Uh, yeah. Before we jump in on anything else, I want to update uh, everybody on this. Maybe you've seen this on Ross Tucker. Football baby, the phenomenon keeps on rolling. He's now 91 and 36 lifetime. He's 17. Wait, what is he? 17 and 5 now, I think, uh, on the season. And his tour continues across Football America, nay, the football Man, his planet. Passport is crazy. We appreciate everybody. You can, I, pinned at the top of my Twitter, you can find a PDF there, or you can even just hold your cell phone up at the game and uh, and send us a pic of uh, of it on Twitter. Hey, football baby about to be more famous than you. Oh, he's about to be. No, I'm talking about in a, in a few years, he's going to take over your show. Well, it's like Flat Stan. Yeah, well, I hope he does. Flat Stanley uh, move over because football baby is was in Norman, Oklahoma this week. TJ Tolbert took uh, football baby to the Oklahoma KU game uh, on Sunday. Jonah Jones, Scott Meehan, and uh, William Lezard took him to London. He was in New Orleans with our pal Ryan Geisler. Sorry about the Seahawks there. Went to Lucas Oil uh, Stadium with Sean Kime and uh, Charlie Barker and his family. They really is, is They went to all three London games. He and his kids and football baby Shay, all made it out. Is football there. baby, is he a laminated? Is he th- what? A laminated. Oh, yeah, you can laminate that, yeah. Yeah, I you think he to. needs to be laminated so we can keep him fresh. Laminated, I love that. Yeah. We got to get – oh, that reminds me. We got to do uh, Ike's a scapegoat. Of okay. The week. We got we to figure we'll that figure out. We'll figure it out. Um, all right, let's jump in on some very important stuff here. And like I mentioned, Jamie Collins traded from the Patriots. I have some thoughts on this. I'll start with you, though, Ross Tucker. What do you make of this? Well, I was there for a couple of years, so I guess nothing surprises me that they do, but this is probably number one. I mean, on the list of Lawyer Malloy, Dion Branch, Seymour, Logan Mankins, Randy Moss, Chandler Jones, this is number one to me because they're not really getting very much in return. I mean, what they're getting is a compensatory third round pick, which is exactly what they would get. If they let him leave in free agency after the season, they would get that in 2018. So all they're getting is that compensatory third round pick a year early. This guy's a total freak show of a player. Agree about that. He's their most dynamic defensive player. Devin McCourty even says he's their best corner. So I don't understand why you wouldn't keep him for the rest of this season and go ahead and win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like... Things have been too easy that Belichick wants to increase their degree of difficulty or something. You know, you hear the reports that he was freelancing too much, questionable effort at times. I mean, they must be wanting to send a message. They got a rookie that they like, but 
I'll say it right now. Let me first guess it right now. If they struggle in any way defensively in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, especially against the run or linebackers or running backs or tight ends, I will destroy them for trading this guy and taking away Brady's fifth Super Bowl. Ike? When I have a guy named Tom Brady, it really doesn't matter about the other side. Hmm. It really doesn't, you know. And Mr. Tucker just named a plethora of people. Some Hall of Fame, Richard Seymour, he might have a shot. Of course, Randy, he's going to get in. Other few guys, they was first and second round. Them guys was really good. As long as Tom Brady is saying, said hut, as long as Tom Brady, Mike 53, Mike 53, as long as Tom Brady is the head and the captain of that ship, I don't care what the defense is. I do. hear you, Ike, but the but the other thought but I, what I thought you were gonna say when you mentioned Tom Brady is how does this go over with old man Brady? I know he intends to play till he's in his mid forties, but matter. nature disagrees with that with uh with that optimism. You know, you know what the best doesn't Tom Brady say, like, what are you doing, Belichick? No, this it, is it, the, he's our best defensive guy. It, you're it, you're hurting my chances at a ring here. From the outside looking in, we don't know internally what's going on. So it got to be a lot. I mean, there more. must be right. It, it got to be a lot more that what's going on than we can see. That's got to so be it, right? If if you see a guy like freelancing on the defense, it's it's a hit or miss. It's it's definitely a hit or miss. Like we had a guy who didn't mind freelancing every blue moon, and then wind up catching up to him. So freelancing on the defense early in your career, because he's still a young man in the NFL early in his career. It hurts the defense more than it does, even though his stats look good. His stats are the best stats on the Patriots' defense since he's been in the game, since he came, since he was the New England Patriot. But at the same time, man, when you're just freelancing, they're looking at them close games. Because now you're telling me, I don't care about the defense. I don't care about the other 10 guys. I don't care. I'm going to make my play, and I'm going to do what I want to do. You can't do that on defense. You can't do that on a team in general. So whoa, if they, whoa, 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 no, whoa, Ike. Whoa, whoa. Are you telling me that Polamalu didn't freelance for you guys? Sometimes. Sometimes. But Polamalu is a Hall of Famer. And he it's guessed a, until at the very end of his career. It's, it's a, when he was guessing, it's he was a little guessing bit right different. almost always. It's a little well, bit Jamie different. Well, Collins guesses right a lot. No, 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 no. The, our defense was built for TP. So it, it was built to put TP in situations so he can succeed because he just had one of them freakish athletic instincts. Like, he just had an instinct you couldn't put your hands on it. Like, Troy, what you saw? Well, I talked to Jesus, and Jesus told me they was going to do that play. <laughs> so that's why I went and got that interception. So like, Troy was like that. I don't think Jamie Collins is like that. I, I, I don't know, Jamie, especially now going to the Browns, it's hard to get in the Hall of Fame being the Browns. I bet Jamie Collins mentioned Jesus, too, when he heard about the trade. You know what I'm saying? As good as this guy is, man, Coach Belichick and that front office and that coaching staff, man, when you freelancing, man, it hurts more. Why have you forsaken it me? It hurts more than it helps. So I, I, just, I mean, I, all I know is, and maybe you're right. I'm gonna, I I, I got to assume you're right, Ike, that there's something else going on. Oh, no here, question. That you would purge this guy in the middle of the no year question. for, like, Ross said, Browns. for nothing. Yeah. To, it kind of feels like a punishment, too. Like, See, we're not just getting rid of you. We're sending you to Cleveland. Hey, well, hey, you know hey, what's interesting? What's up? You know what's up? interesting about that? They have a ton of guys who need new contracts after this season. Right. Like, Malcolm Butler, Dante Hightower. Small contract. Um, small you know, contract. Garrett Blamingo right down the line. Small contract. But what I think's funny about it is they offered, you know, Jamie Collins reportedly over $10 million a year. He wanted more like Keekly, Von Miller money. Whatever, right? I, I, I want Von Miller. Like, who, I don't know what that means when they say a guy wants that. So do I. I mean, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> but, but what I think's funny about it is there's a subtle message there that the Patriots, maybe not even subtle, are sending to Dante Hightower, Malcolm Butler, all the other guys they need to sign, which is take what we're offering or we're sending you to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. That's exactly right. But, again, in the short term now, the message is, first of all, I know the the wise NFL teams do this. They know, like, listen – 
It's ultimately a business. We got to cut bait with you. A lot of good times, fella, but we got to move on. Pittsburgh does it. We've seen the Giants do it. The smart organizations do that. You can't be too emotional about it. But on the other hand, isn't this kind of like I'm? Who wants to be on the Patriots if this is how they treat you? Listen, see, we got to think. We got to think business minded, like the good, like the good coach Belichick does. He still now he's loading up with his draft picks. Now I can be trade bait for his draft. So he got a but first. But it's soulless. No, where's no, okay, where's no, he the got affection a, for the guys who are it does for it, it doesn't matter. He's banking because he has Tom Brady slinging that rock. I hear you. <laughs> like the strength of my team is what? my all, The strength of my team is Tom Brady. Let's not say even offense or defense. The strength of my team is 12 on this team. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead on. All right, he didn't want to bait. So we offered him ten million. He ain't wanted ten million. He tripping. That's how they feel. Oh yeah, you tripping. You really tripping. You really tripping. Now you're getting all out your element. You're getting all out. They your must element. really think he's going to be disruptive in the locker room because he didn't get ten million. So you know what? Chase the Lombardi. Let me see if I can get this trade bait for you. So the Browns third third round pick is is damn near second round because it's a high. It's a high. It's a high no, third round. But this, but this Ike is is the compensatory. Right, third so it's round back pick. of the third round. So this will be like so the two. Pick. So they got two fourth rounders, right? They got two fourth rounders. They got two third rounders, a second and a first. You 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 stack and you low and you get your sleeper players in the third and the fourth round. Like first and second round should be a given. Like them are franchise guys that we go boom. Your third and your fourth round, like we got the guys we really wanted. Ask the Buccaneers about uh, second-round picks being a given. Roberto Aguayo. All right, let's uh, let's jump to uh, let's Sorry. jump to another one here. You did wrong. What are your feel? What am I wrong about? <laughs> By the way, I mean, but the Bu- everybody's right, struggling. Even the guys who've been in the league for eighteen years, they're it's struggling. ridiculous. You know what I say? I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it to you guys again now. I think that we should do away with these sidewinding kickers and instead make it that it's got to be a guy on your roster who plays uh, at the line of scrimmage. And that, and, and it'll it'll open up a world of fun for us. If, what's, if, hey, what's like, Taylor, go. Because this guy is all out his <laughs> element. <laughs> it would be funny at least. Well, they're terrible. The kicking is terrible this year. What? Scobie has, has – uh, is a plague across the NFL, it seems like, this year. <laughs> All right. game. Oh, yeah, we, we are getting uh, delayed here. Let me ask you guys. Because uh, you don't mind talking. Ross Tucker. That's true. I, yeah, I hey, let me, I, I, I'm going to ask Tucker this one first. All right. What do you think about, we saw it again, Terrell Pryor, Darrell Revis doing this business after the game, jersey swap. Brady, I mean, uh, Bella, uh, I'm sorry, Roethlisberger got Brady's jersey after their game a couple weeks ago. What do you make of this business, Tucker? I think it seems like a total waste of time. Because what are these guys really going to do with these jerseys? Okay? The only other jersey I ever got was Emmett Smith in 02 gave all the linemen framed signed jerseys, which was great. And when I had an opportunity to buy a house and, and the lady wanted it, I gave it to her. Because you know what I have in my house? I have stuff from my career. I have my own jerseys up. And as you guys can see behind me, I have my own game balls or helmets or whatever. What are these guys really going to do? It's a little bit different. They do it every week. It's a little bit different. You're going to have 75 jerseys. What are you going to do with the 75 jerseys? It's 75 game worn jerseys. This is not 75. Let me get it out the box and sign my name on it. And here you can have it. It's a little bit special, a little bit different when it's game worn. Like, oh yeah, this guy went. All right, but you're a pro football player. It's weird. A guy who Man, just battled. It's with, a fraternity. I don't care. Hang it up. But before, let me just say you're this. Hang I want to hear. Up. I do want to hear what you're going to do with it. But how about this? I'm going to frame it and you I'm going to hang it up. This business about it's a fraternity doesn't matter to the fans. The fans are now booing and and rooting for you and hating who you're trying to beat for three and a half hours. All we ask is that you at least pretend that you no. join us in that. This no. business about like, yeah, we're buddies. Let's take pictures. And so if Tom pray, Brady gave you, if Tom Brady gave you a game, more, th- th- don't me? even sign it. He, he ain't even gonna sign it. I would like it. And what you going to do with it? A game warden. I ain't talking about out the box. You know what? Out the box. Hey, I got Tom Brady to sign it. You don't Fine. even know. You know what? A game warm jersey. What you going to do with it? I, listen. Hey, 
Terrell Pryor, you want Darrell Rivas' jersey? Go knock on the locker room door in the bowels of the stadium, away from the eyes of the fans. We don't want to see that you're pally with these guys. Al Equipo, some of the finest. Some of the finest are Al Equipo. That's where Mo from. Some of the finest are Al Equipo. So them two boys are from the same neighborhood, and we can go down the line with the Al Equipo guys in the NFL. Yeah. It's a long line of Al Equipo Nick, guys. Nick uh, Dorsett. A long line. He went line. to Hopewell. But yeah, yes. a long line of Al Equipo guys. Amos from Beaver. Yes, a long line of Al Equipo guys. So that's all that was. Quip Town. Where I don't uh, – but you understand my point. He ain't even, they ain't even I don't stiller. care about your fraternity. I'm a fan. I care about one team. I don't care about your you, old – You see jersey. them jersey swapping guy that's talking about it. All right. Well, where, so, what, so answer Ross's question. What are you doing with that jersey? You hang it up. A game-worn jersey? Derek Mason at the end of the game like, hey, here's my jersey. I go, oh, I'm, gonna I'm not asking up. nobody for no jersey. Well, that's exactly. what I'm saying then. I'm not asking. Exactly. I'm not asking. But you, you know what? I did swap jerseys with, with uh, Chris Johnson. When he had his two thousand yard career, him and what, and I, where, what do you think? Where do you think that? Up. Where do you think that uh, black and gold uh, two four hanging is? up? That's the Orlando connection, though. That's the Orlando connection. So we work out together. Hey, bro, let me get that jersey, bro. Let me get that jersey. Did you do Why it you on want? the field in yeah, front of people? We did it on the field. That was my only. That was my only swap. You can boo it. And I hope you got a little towel to wipe your tears down because it's going to continue <laughs> to happen too. <laughs> I frown on that. All right, before Ross Tucker goes. Ross, uh, best uh, Halloween just uh, came and went there. Best uh, Halloween candy. Uh, or candy. Close, it's either a, uh, a Take Five bar or Tropical Starburst. Those are the, those are the two <laughs> best. Get Ross off the show. He Ross, just talked about a game-worn jersey, meaning a regular jersey, and he said a Starburst, one of the best Halloween candies. Mr. Ross, nice doing business with you. Hey, well, Ross. <laughs> I don't eat candy. I like my physique. That's sad. That's not – that's just that's just surviving. That's not living, Ike. It's just surviving. See, I live. Yeah. See, I'm talking to you an offensive lineman. I'm talking to an offensive lineman and a guy who doesn't mind eating whatever you put on front of his plate. <laughs> <laughs> that guy doesn't mind eating whatever. Maybe that's why Ike played 13 years. I only played seven. Hey, Tucker, <laughs> speaking of which, if we were to add a jersey of yours, because you played for a multitude of teams, what uh, what jersey should we add to our wall of fame? Like my favorite or the coolest or what? Well, well if you Your wanted favorite. to be in our digital wall of fame, Your which favorite. would it be? So my favorite team I played for was the Bills, and I started the most games there and everything. For you guys, the coolest would probably be the Cowboys or the Patriots. It's not well, up to me. I'm asking you. Us. Although so I do Bills. hate that Bills jersey you wore was a, one of the ugliest <laughs> in NFL history. Yeah. You know what, though? Maybe I'll give you guys – maybe I can give you, like, behind me. The, you know, you guys are talking – Ike has the Cowboys as the second best team. Maybe I'll give you a Cowboys jersey or Cowboys helmet just so you can feel and see what it's like to truly be a part of one of the iconic franchise in the NFL. America's <laughs> team. How about you give us one of them Ross Tucker the balls NFL, back there? The team everybody loves. Just so you know what it's like to be a, a part of an organization like oh, that. Oh, stop it. You know the most You know the most beloved dynasty hey, in, I got, in American sports history resides on the hey, face of the three. Mr. Three. Ross, I got, I got three rings. A wedding ring and two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> so it's all good, baby. Yeah, well, you know what? What? When I was in Dallas in 02, we were 5-11, and 11, so take that. Maybe you guys – that's what you uh, – like the jersey swap, Ike and Raj, you guys can swap Super Bowl rings. Oh, wait. No. No. Oh, see. <laughs> All right. Hey, the great Ross Tucker, Ross Tucker football podcast, track it down, gangbusters work. You see him on TV. You hear him on podcasts. Why? Because he's one of the best in the business. Thanks no for question. joining us, Ross. Let's Thanks, Mr. Ross. Very soon. All right. Oh, we didn't even talk about what? the fact that you guys. Well, before Ross goes, I'm sorry, he's still there. I see his face. <laughs> before you go, I know we're I know we're gonna move on to some midseason right, awards. One last thing. Just one, what, last thing. one thing real fast. You did play Ike Taylor Steelers once, right, Ross? Yeah, kind. Of, you know what's so funny about that game? I played him a couple times, but in '04, I started for Buffalo. We had won six in a row. We were nine and six. Uh-huh. And Ike and the boys were 14-1. and one. It was Roethlisberger's rookie year. Right. They'd already clinched number one seed, home field advantage. So uh, if we win, we go to the playoffs. And against the starters, we're, like, playing well. We were leading. I'll never forget, first drive, I hit Joey Porter. 
And I said, Joey, how long are you guys playing today? And he said, long enough to kick your you-know-what. <laughs> <laughs> we like, we scored two touchdowns. It's third quarter. We're like winning the game. Was Lynch all, was Lynch all, was Lynch, what? no, was it McGahee or Lynch? McGahee. McGahee sounds okay. right. Yeah, yeah. So McGahee had a touchdown. We're winning. Everything's going good. Ben didn't even play. I think Tommy Maddox started the game. And then I think by this point, like Brian St. Pierre or somebody's <laughs> in. I don't even know who it was. <laughs> but two things I remember is at this point, we're playing against the backups. Ike and the guys only played like a quarter, and we were beating them. But then the backups, <laughs> they had this dude that I hit. I had no idea who he was. He looks like he's 5'9. We pulled on a counter, and he hit me so hard that I felt my neck crumble, and I thought I was going to have to wear one of those halo things around my head. I, I thought I was going to wear one of those. It, it turns out, number 92, it was his first time playing, James Harrison. And it is running back that none of us had ever heard of. Well, it like 200 yards. Takeo Spikes is, like, chasing this kid. Nate Clements, he's flying down the sideline. Turned out to be Willie Parker. <laughs> so after the game, everybody, all the media is like, you guys lost their backup? And I'm like, I, I guess so, but those guys were pretty good. I don't know who those guys are, but they're pretty good. See? They, we, we, don't, uh, we don't rebuild. We reload, right? Yeah, you definitely Jack, reload. You tell me your candy real quick before I go. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I always admire – I've said it before. I'll say it again. I admire Starburst for this reason. They back when they came into being back in the late seventies, they were they had four flavors. They had strawberry, they had orange, they had lemon, and they had lime. And America fell in love with Starburst. Hey, shit. Don't look at your watch. Listen to me. Them, them boys. Hey, we got the boys. I understand, but I have something to say. So they give. Can you, you answer the main flavors. question? You just said Starburst. Just they give the you the question. four flavors, and everybody loves it. But you know what they say? You know what? This is very good candy, but we could be even better. They go back into the lab. They say, if we only have four flavors, do we need lemon and lime? No, we don't. Let's replace lime with cherry. Starburst, already good. Now even better. See, I admire the ambition. The man's asked for one. I one answer. answered it. Also, I like salted uh, dark chocolate. All right, Ross Tucker, uh, a great pleasure to kibitz with you once again. Was that a hurry up? No. <laughs> no, that wasn't the okay. hurry up. All right, All right now it's the show now. <laughs> yeah, now it's time for uh, thrill of victory, agony of defeat, and some midseason awards. Let's get them in here. The fantasy hipsters. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Yeah, all right, here they are, the Fantasy Hipsters, a.k.a. Matt Harmon, Matt Franciscovich, two of our favorites here on the DDFP. You can see them on Fantasy and Friends now, the show, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, plus NFL.com, check out their Fantasy pages, plus listen to NFL Fantasy Live, the podcast, and uh, hear their insights there. How are we, fellas? Wonderful. Spectacular. Thanks for having us. You're looking well. You're back on the beer. Well-groomed. Yeah. Do you know they didn't drink beer for a month? No, that was yeah. just me, one yeah. franchise. I, I drink beer whenever I want. So I know, it's go. weird. I don't limit How myself. How was it? I, I got to tell you, it was a little bit easier than I expected. I mean, there was definitely periods where, right. where it sucked, but I feel tighter. I feel better, but last night it did feel good to put two beers in myself wrong, at, at midnight. Ain't that wrong. I got to say, we actually periscoped it, too. Gelhar and I periscoped the whole thing. Took a couple questions, talked about some other stuff. It was fun. Weirdos. Well, hey, whatever. Ike, what do you like better, the Dave Matthews Band or oh. the sitcom How I Met Your Mother? The Dave Matthews Band. Oh, I like Dave Matthews. Yeah. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. That's a correct answer. answer. Thank you, Ike. Thank you. Ike, what's How the you most you've ever seen one band? What's the most you've ever seen any band? Oh, what's the inappropriate We're going down this wormhole, huh, Shaq? <laughs> one is, is too many. Franchise One has seen Dave Matthews Band live thirty six times. Well, that's, that might be that's my. Well, that's yeah, weird. How? Because it's uh, I don't you, know. you've been calling them weird since they stepped. I up. like <laughs> that Ike is so much more accepting than Check of, of our. <laughs> yeah, but look at how Ike's choices. wearing his toque on his head. I, yeah, yeah, look how you're wearing that move. shirt. I mean, come on, you've got a stain on your you got, shirt, by the way. Yeah, you got a bacon collar. You, you need a Tide pen. <laughs> 
You're too, All right, you, I'm a little you, slovenly. You got, you got too much money. To <laughs> Make sure you go on NFL. I, you like said, that's not the first time you said that to me, Ike. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, it re- I got to tell you, you sincerely. You got too much money to be dressing like that. That really resonated with me. You said to me about a year now ago. Now you got me looking at the You said, look at your shoe, Sheck. You say, Sheck, you make too much money to be wearing too sneakers like that. At least, at least, like, wash them I off do. a little bit. I do. They're fine. I'm clean. I'm perfectly clean. That's, that's, that's questionable. I, all right. Let you let me know when people start talking about uh, Damashek giving off, uh, you know, my they love you. melanin. No, they love you. I mean, you got a great show going on. DVD I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about my the way know, I presented I by my... McDonald's. But man, you you gotta do better than that. Mama be mad listen, right now. I don't listen. Yeah, Mama Mo, Shek, she she Mo Mo comes out. She, she takes out the iron. Old yeah. lady comes mm. out to Los Angeles. She's like, "Where's that hey, ironing? A, like, I don't want you ironing my clothes why while you're out here." Either get a wife beater or V neck. Shirt, so that yeah. doesn't show. The, the showing the white under. This is turned against me. I wanted it to be a opportunity if wear a to shirt, make fun of the fantasy hipsters. And hey, wear a shirt like Franciscovich and just have it all the way open. No, I don't listen. All right, let's can, let's move on. Miss Elmer said we got ten minutes. Let's go. Okay, let's do it. Thrill of victory, agony of defeat. We do it every week here. Oh, before we do though, look at franchise in uh, Harmon. Their first uh, dip in their toe into. Uh, Network waters. Their faces uh, appeared on uh, on television, and they were very excited about it. Um, as were the rest of us here. How like, are you going to speak for we, them? We were watching ourselves. We were studying I game tape right. a- after the show filmed. We get, we got to know how to get better for the next time. I love. I mean, it. you you might have been studying the game tape. I was indulging my ego. <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be I'll be shut up about that. I'm not cynical about that. I'm I'm happy for them, and I think it's great. Of course, yeah. they should sit there and watch that. But Greg Rosenthal snapped the photo and tweeted it. Great out. shot. Yeah. It was very fun. All right, I start with you, franchise. Yes. Best week eight victory that you saw out there. I'm gonna. I, I, I'll, I'll give you mine in a minute, but I want you to hear from you. I liked the way I, I liked watching the Jets come back from behind and beat the Browns. I know they should have won that game because the Browns are bad. I actually thought this was the one game the Browns could win all year, and they came out to the lead. I think the Jets scored 24 unanswered points in that one to come back from behind. It was uh, it was a nice win for the Jets. Of all the wins, the one against the Browns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Herman. You don't want to lose that game. No. Uh, True. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> the right. Jets need all the wins they can get right now. For me, I think it was the Raiders because that division is looking. Why you took my what's my call? What? No, I mean from uh, from the standpoint. No, I was of, gonna say that. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Oh, we, we, I agree. We agree. Oh, I agree. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I agree. fine then. I take back the uh, I agree. The, the aggression. But yeah, yeah. I think that that game was really important because that division is looking more and more no competitive. I mean, the Broncos, the mm. Chargers, the Chiefs, all those Crazy. are good. They got to maintain that lead. Yep. Ike, you agree? Obviously. Yeah, I was going to agree with the Raiders, man. It's just it's, it's it's crazy. Them boys are five and zero away. It is something because and, and imagine doing that with a bad defense. Right. I mean, that yeah. defense isn't playing well, but Derek Carr just uh, keeps pulling out these uh, dramatic victories. And I know you could say, well, the Buccaneers aren't that great, but NFL teams are NFL teams. Even the Browns count as a road victory, and it's impressive. And I got to think that this helps as you move towards December and January. Oh, yeah. Location doesn't matter. I mean, you you five and zero on the road. Location doesn't matter where you playing it. I mean, you, you can obviously see in the overtime, they solely relied on Derek Carr because it was five wide, four wide, no yep. running back in the backfield. We're going to win or lose this game by the arm of Derek Carr. I will go with uh, the Falcons as most impressive or at least most important because if they lose that game, first of all, I get the brand name of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers is out there against us and and all that, and that's scary. But that's a game they have to get. You know, you're at home. They had – I think I caught like three or four passes from Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. (laughs) I don't know who the people were out there. A lot of injuries. But they survived that one, and it's significant because when it comes down to around Christmas time and New Year's, when you look at the wild card standings, maybe the Falcons win the division, but even if they don't, that head-to-head now with the wild card, when I mean, it looks like maybe the Packers are going to be in that mix, although the Vikings lost. I think the Packers still hey, win Shaq, the division. Uh, another team we got to watch out for, the Tennessee Titans. I know. I, listen, I slept on them. That's a big win. It's saucy. Tennessee Titans. If they would have beaten the Colts, which they just about did two weeks ago, we'd really be talking the Tennessee. Tennessee, but right. I hear your noise, Ike. And uh, yeah, so I so I like that that victory. By the way, everybody's talking about these ties and how bad they are. I think Jack Del Rio, informed by seeing those two ties and the threat that, like, yeah, that can really happen. We can wind up tied with Tampa Bay. Informed him being a little gutsier down the stretch of that, and and you know throwing it on fourth down there. And I think that's why they get that victory. But speaking of the ties, let's get to worst loss. And I know that's not a loss. 
I'm going with a tie between the Bengals and Redskins because that really puts a dent. Both these teams in competitive races within their own divisions, they both needed a win. I suspect that that one in the tie column may keep one or both out of the postseason. Harmon, how say you? Worst uh, worst loss? I'm going to go with the Eagles on Sunday night. Huh. You know, it keeps Dallas way out ahead in that division. The Eagles looked like they could have made a little bit of a push, but they're not looking like that team anymore. Also, I think they just straight up got exposed. Like, they had Dallas on the ropes with that short passing attack, mm-hmm. but when they needed a counterpunch, they can't go down. They either can't or won't go downfield. And I also thought it was a little bit revealing that the next day in the press conference, Doug Peterson said, well, we went 9-0. and Dinkin and Duncan in Kansas City last year, that kind of shows me that you're not really recognizing your flaw and how to move forward with it. Ike, how say you? Man, they, they was on a bye, but it just hurts me that the Pittsburgh still lost to the Miami Dolphins. Because it hurt. <laughs> Talk about it, it again. Still hurts. Because, because it hurt them in the AFC standing. Uh-huh. Like they, it could have took them a few games above. And you say it best, man. The Baltimore Ravens, for some reason, regardless on what their record is, they play the Pittsburgh Steelers pretty well. Mm-hmm. Often. Every yeah. year. So, I hope that don't come back to haunt the Pittsburgh Steelers that Miami lost. All right, that's that's coming up here. Let's uh, take a quick detour. What do you think? Give us your pick here, your uh, special insight on the Steelers-Ravens rivalry. What happens in Baltimore on Sunday? Oh, they're going to split. They're going to split. And Baltimore Baltimore going to win that game. Mm. Oh, so you're taking Baltimore this Sunday. Yeah. Mm. I, I Listen, I can't, can't express too much surprise. <laughs> Landry Jones, I mean – well, no, it's going to be seven. seven. It seven, looks like it's going to be seven. seven. Oh, it is? Yeah. Play. yeah, he's it's back the, out the hero. Well, that's that's nice to hear. Okay. Euro seven game. is playing. That makes me feel a little bit better about it. Seven is playing. Franchise, worst loss. My worst loss. <laughs> I look, like the, that Ike went the, back the, to the Dolphins. I, yeah, I agree. It, was it a still hurts. Embarrassing loss. When you can double look, down, you got to double down. The Lions The Lions losing the Texans, they got Eric Ebron back, they got Theo Riddick back, and they couldn't do anything. The Texans are like one of the most boring offenses in the league. And the, the Lions couldn't. The Lions couldn't beat them. Mm. I don't I was know. About I don't to understand. Say, but this. the Texans aren't really as bad as they as they appeared to be. They're just real good at home. They're yeah, they are very good at home. Yeah, they're yeah. good at home. But on now I'm starting to I'm starting to waver on my. I, right. I, I was really sure that the Texans were the class of the South this year. They yeah. win it, but nah. you might be right. The Titans might get that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I, I got Ooh. the Titans getting in the wild card. Well, here's the thing. I said this. I said in August. The only way that Brock Osweiler doesn't thrive and that this Texans team overall isn't really good with all the weapons that they're going to throw out there in Houston is if Brock Osweiler is just absolute garbage. And to this point, he's been garbage, you know. He's not good. He better turn the corner because it's one thing to say, well, that quarterback's right. He has DeAndre Hopkins. He has Jalen Strong. He has Will Fuller banged up, though he the is. The tight end's emerging, too. Fedora Lamar Woods. Miller. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, you know, there's no excuse. And Braxton Miller, where's he been? I'm waiting for them to figure he's out how to use. I know he's been he banged up. So there you have it. There's a thrill of victory and agony of defeat. This lends itself nicely to us tran- to transition into our midseason awards. Ike. And I agree, Derek Carr – well, no, Ike said Zeke Elliott for his uh, midseason MVP. Hmm. I go Derek Carr. I agree, agree with Ross Tucker. Harmon, how say you? I'm going Matt Ryan. I think he's having his Fair. best season. He has the most touchdown passes, the most uh, yards, the highest passer rating in the NFL. And he's pl- he's distributing it all over the field, too. I mean, Julio Jones has some big games, but he has some quiet games, too. And he's been able to work in guys like Taylor Gabriel, Austin Hooper, Jacob Tammy, Mohamed Sanu, all these cats. And the Falcons right now look like they're going to win that NFC South. I, You know what? Let me say this. Hear me now. Believe me later. The Panthers are going to still end up winning that division. And I, I wouldn't disagree. They're going to. I, I think they got back. Nuts. I think they got back to what they need to do. I think they got back to the running game. I think they finally starting to get pressure with the front four. It, of, of course, man. Why would you put pressure on your cornerbacks? Blitzing the quarterback all day, rookie cornerbacks blitzing the quarterback all day, leaving them guy. It was hard for me to be on the island. I was a veteran guy, let alone a rookie guy. Yeah. So now they, I figure they they got back to what they do best. And that's running the football and getting pressure with the front four just as well with the Chicago Bears did last night against the Minnesota Vikings. And I think – I was thinking the same thing you was thinking about the Carolina Panthers. I mean, and, and by the way, <clears throat> the Vikings' loss now opens the door for the Packers. The Packers' loss True. isn't as bad as it looked on Sunday night. Franchise, how say you? I had Derek Carr written down. Okay. But I'm going to – since you picked him, I'm going to go with David Johnson. That's a slap in my face. Well, well I, Amishek I just, has I don't want the stink <laughs> of uh, – I want to change it up a little bit. You want to agree with And Shaq. everyone Ugh. always picks quarterbacks. I mean, come on, quarterbacks is the 
easy easy guy to pick for MVP. But Ike went look at, easy. Look what Elliot. David. Oh, for his MVP? Yeah. yeah. Well, look what David Johnson's been doing in Arizona. He's that entire offense. But how can you pick David Johnson when the team is not good? You know, I mean, what's the value in the most valuable player? He's single-handedly won them at least two games by himself. Now, I'm like, with Harmon. You should have stuck with Damashek. Well, yeah. <laughs> for once. For right, once I'll, I'll just leave side. then. How about I just leave? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to let you redeem yourself here. All right. Matter of fact, it leads because most disappointing team I it's have the is Cardinals. the Cardinals. Yep. Mine is the Bengals. I, you know what? That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, Hugh Jackson leaves. They can't get the run game going. Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill, the last two seasons statistically, have the, been the most successful running back duo in the NFL. If, I, if Ike's right that the Ravens win that one, they're right in the race, though, in the bum AFC North this year. Right. If the Steelers a, win, that puts some real distance between them and a realistic shot right. of uh, Steel in the North. Harmon, how say you? I, I was going to go with the Cardinals yeah. as well, too. I mean, and it looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better with Tyron Matthew out yeah. for three to six weeks. Their left tackle went on IR, and they already couldn't protect. And Carson Palmer definitely looks like he's taken a visible step back. Yeah. Ike. Well, the GM doesn't have faith in me. The head coach doesn't have faith in me. I guess I'm in this by myself. So I'm going to go with the Jets. Because seeing what they did last year, um, even though they didn't finish pretty good last year, the Jets, man, I thought coming into this season was going to have a pretty good season. I thought the offseason, the guys they got in the offseason would have helped. Um, I think for sure their first round uh, D-tackle was going to help. But the Jets just ain't looking like the Jets I was picturing this year. They, I, I hear you. They had a miserable opening five games. You could see that they were going to really suffer. They didn't get a couple of wins. They should have beaten Cincy, and their season would look yeah. quite – they could have four wins right now. If they just get that Cincy game, they're in the playoff mix. I guess they're not completely out of it just yet, but I hear your noise on that. The whole Fitzpatrick <clears throat> thing through the offseason that this was the guy we have to have if we went like, come on. Right? Who, Losing what? Eric Decker hurts that offense. Yeah, also yeah, true. But Quincy Anunwa has, has, uh, has emerged, risen up there. All right, last thing. Here, let's wrap it up here at the halfway point. Let's review the uh, the preseason projections, projections, the seedings. I've revised them ever so slightly. I have to knock Carolina down. They were my number one seed. I thought they would go about twelve and four, thirteen and three, but now I think they're going to struggle to even get into the postseason. The Seahawks are the best team to me. That defense is for real, and Russell Wilson will round into shape. Cowboys. In, uh, in what looked like a toss-up going into it. I think the Packers are going to get it done. The Vikings will get in as a wild card, and the Falcons uh, will still survive because they have uh, gotten a couple of wins that you didn't expect them to get. Well, I mean, the Packers' win was one that they should get at home, but that one in uh, Denver as well, an impressive victory. And in the end, and in the AFC, um, well, we can everybody weigh in here, but are we going to go to the AFC here real quick? I have the Patriots, and does it really matter who? <laughs> does it, no, though? I don't think so. It's, I think whoever comes out of the West will be an interesting team. I hear you, but let me say that. Well, there's going to be more than one, but I'll tell you because <clears throat> yes. I think the Chiefs and the Raiders and Broncos probably, uh, or not probably, well, but have a deep. real good chance of getting in there. I have the Raiders and Broncos getting the two wild cards. Patriots one, Steelers two, and the reason – it's not that I think they're necessarily better than anybody in the West – it's that those teams are going to beat each other. And, you just got to uh, stick with your brand. Right. And, oh, stop it. The Texans uh, <laughs> will survive, but maybe it'll be the Titans there. I will say this. You want to hear some black and gold talk? If there's one team that can get in the way of the Patriots, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I just think that they can shoot it out if you have Ladarius Green back out there. Hmm. And you have Bud Dupree applying a little bit of pressure. Yeah. And you have Cam Hayward out there. I mean, th- don't you see that, Ike? Can't sleep on, <clears throat> excuse me. Can't sleep on the Denver Broncos because I think I, the, I, I think the Denver Broncos defensively have the recipe to beat the New England Patriots. Offensively, uh, you know that's a toss up. We all know that Tom Brady is gonna put up points, but Tom Brady does struggle against the Denver Broncos defense. And yeah. if you've been paying attention this year, Coach Wade Phillips, instead of running a lot of man, has been running a lot of zone, putting T.J. Ward in the middle as a robber to spy mm. on a quarterback. And that's good on the third down conversions. Like, he's finally figured out, like, I can't run man all the time. Even though I got three corners that can run man all day, every day, I'm not going to put these guys in the situation. And just watching him on third down conversions, he's been doing a lot of zones and been – Mixing it up. And been messing these quarterbacks' heads up. 
Been messing up. Cause as soon as you watch on tape, man, you see a lot of a lot of teams are running crosses because they're running away from the cornerbacks. They're stacking receivers together because they're running with they're running picks. Now when you're in the zone, picks don't work no more. Crossing rocks don't work no more. So when you got little guys going on I-10 and big traffic, you got these Mack trucks, these linebackers mm. sitting and waiting for these for these receivers to cross. Receivers now they get the alligator, the T-Rex arms. Like you know what? <laughs> you know I thought I thought there was a man, but why is Marshall sitting right there? <laughs> why is T.J. Ward sitting right there? And they don't want to get hit. And that's what I like about Coach Wade, man. He he figured himself out. Put his guys in the situation on third down, so instead of running man, they're running more zone coverages, and everybody's getting their eyes on the quarterback. Boy, oh boy, that's some uh, rare deep insight. Harmon and uh, Ike, brothers from another mother. You two with the reception perception and Ike's uh, uh, secondary knowledge. I think you guys could do uh, magnificent work together. Just never know. Yeah, never I like know, it yeah. very much. Franchise, you and I can. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll get, we'll get we some chicken nuggets, eat. right? Yeah, we'll <laughs> Do whatever. Um, anybody have any major disagreements before we wrap it up with the way I have that seated? Tennessee, I think uh, that, uh, that sort that's of one jumps to watch. out. That would be nice. Yeah. That's one to watch. And that AFC West, boy, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun to see how that one winds up there. All right. Speaking of fun, uh, the DDFP was just fun. I hope you, uh, you agree with that. Thanks to Ross Tucker, the Ross Tucker football podcast. Check it out. The great Ike Taylor. Watch Reception Perception. Fashion Popo, see him on Monday nights on NFL Network uh, on Total Access after the game. Gangbusters, and then look for uh, Harmon and Franchise, NFL.com, NFL uh, Fantasy Live, the podcast, and on Fantasy and Friends, the TV, the Fantasy Hipsters. There they are with their beards and slick back hair. We'll talk to you later in the week with our picks, but the music is going to beat me to the punch, so i got to keep talking for just another second. Start it again there, Bartlett. Now we got it. Oh, also, make sure you check out on Saturday and every Saturday. I don't mean to toot my own horn. NFL pick them. I think we won again. The DDFP beat around the NFL. Move the sticks. Watch it Saturday. That was offbeat. (laughs) It was. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.